The day that I was supposed to go on sabbatical the first time, the same day that I was starting, the borders all shut down. That was I was supposed to go to LA and I wasn't able to cross the borders. On, so March must have uh, been... 16th maybe? It was a Monday? Wow. And I came right back into the office and said, um, can I postpone? <laughs> <laughs> It's the last day of 2020. Whether you're very happy about that or very sad about that, from what I understand, one of those groups is larger than the other. This is John Jensen, the Director of Development at Inner City Youth Alive, and this is going to be the last podcast on the last day of the year of ICYA Raw. I just wanted to check in for just a moment say goodbye to 2020 and all the best to everybody in 2021. Today, we're going to have an interview with Emma, who works in our drop-in. She's worked with young women and men in our drop-in for some time, has been connected to ICYA, and she does a look back at the year that was 2020, which about which not too many people would say, what a wonderful year. And as you will hear Emma speak about, it was a pretty interesting ups and downs and plenty of downs and figuring out how to work with them kind of year for her too. So let's just get right to that. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you in 2021. So first question why did you do a sabbatical? What is the purpose of a sabbatical? Why did you want to do this? Great questions, JJ. <laughs> um, well, I did a sabbatical partly because um, my boss, Lori, had taken a sabbatical one of the first years I was here. And I remember coming up on my three-year anniversary, or like halfway through my two two years here mm -hmm. and at three years it says you can take a three-month sabbatical or at four years you can take a four-month okay. um and i remember Lori talking to me and we had really hit a groove and i remember her saying emma it would be cool if you stuck around here and if you ever get the chance to go on sabbatical you should because it's really life-giving actually i didn't even ask any background this is emma yes who has worked at inner city youth alive for it'll be four years this february Four years this February. Yeah. Grew up outside the pro no, grew up Grew up Calgary and Cola, Manitoba. Cola, Manitoba, and then hit the big city for your teenage years? Uh no. I was I grew up in Cola and Verdon area mm -hmm. until um till I graduated high school. Then I was at Briarcrest College oh. for three years. Mm -hmm. Graduated with an AA in biblical studies. And then I moved to Winnipeg. What's an AA? An AA in BS. <laughs> Keeping that. <laughs> it's, it's not BS. as good as a BA in BS. I think there's a few people who have that around here. I think so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a. Did I answer your question? Associate of Arts. Of Arts. Oh, okay. Yeah. In Biblical Studies. Yeah. And then you found right after you worked here? Um, so, yeah, right when I was graduating, I met the director's daughter. She was at Briarcrest with me at the time, Maddie. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Maddie, I just want to, like, love people who are in poverty. And, like, that's where my family came from. But I don't know, like, organizations that do this and help moms become Have moms and take care of you. teenagers. And she was like, Emma, you need to work for my dad. Move to Winnipeg. <laughs> 
And I was like, no, I'm trying to get out the prairies. She was like, no, inner city youth alive is perfect for you. No one escapes the prairies. And that, now that I'm 25, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I left for 12 years and I still ended, I ended up back. You still came back. Oh yeah, you went to Japan. Back. That's right. I did actually think I was never ever coming back ever again, but we're going to take has this allure. <laughs> but did you think at the start of sabbatical, did, did you know it was a sabbatical or were you like, eh, maybe this is the end, maybe not? What, what do you mean? Like, maybe, like, were you thinking of going away to take some time off to think about doing other things? I, I only actually ever intended to work here for about a year to mm-hmm. see if that, um, like, I wanted to make sure that this was the, the kind of area that I would want to work in mm-hmm. before I kept going to school um, or, you know, got too locked down in a career. So I just kind of wanted to learn. Um, and so... I kind of thought at, like, the three-year mark I might leave. But then, yeah, Lori was like, Emma, you're, like, growing so much here. You should stick around. Think about taking a sabbatical. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what happened? You took your sabbatical, and in the middle of the pandemic, actually you tried to take it, and then it unhappened. <laughs> the day that I was supposed to go on sabbatical the first time, the same day that I was starting, the borders all shut down. Was I was supposed to go to L.A., and I wasn't able to cross the borders. On, so March must have uh, been... 16th, maybe? It was a Monday? Wow. And I came right back into the office and said, um, can I postpone? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything I wanted to do. Oh, man. So... So then it did happen about September? Um, so then I, I reapplied and got approved for October 1st. <clears throat> so I started taking my sabbatical um, for two and a half months on October 1st. And you headed straight to America. I headed straight to America. I headed to Illinois this time. Because you LA. wanted to be front row for the American election. Exactly. <laughs> Grab my popcorn. <laughs> what was it like being in America during that very tumultuous three-month space? It was actually... Um, It was interesting because in some ways our media makes it seem so much worse than it is. Mm. Like I didn't really experience like very much racial tension or like I didn't see any protests or riots mm. happening, anything like that. Um, you around Chicago? Uh, I was around in Chicago, yeah. I wasn't in the city the whole time, mm. but I was in the city sometimes. Um, but at the same time, the week before the election, I just felt so sad. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't explain why. I had no reason. And I remember calling my mom and being like, Mom, I'm just so sad. I'm on sabbatical. I should be happy. Mm-hmm. And she kind of reminded me that um, in everything that's happening in the world, there's a spiritual parallel that's right alongside it. And she was like, this is a strange week. And like people are divided. And there's a lot of... Lots going on. Lots going on. Like, you're probably just feeling it. And I think she was right, because shortly after the election, I felt a lot better. Mm. Which was weird, because I don't even have to vote there or anything like that. I'm not that invested, but... You just feel the... Yeah. You're an Enneagram person? I know a little bit about it, but I haven't decided what I am. You can't decide what you are. Well, I haven't figured out what I am. (laughs) I like uh, six. (laughs) I want to be a six. (laughs) No, that's interesting, because I wonder if there's some part of personality that works in that you you yeah. empathize yeah and pick up on vibes that uh, are out there I so do. then what was you were there for three months so then was it time to think about you and what was past and what's to come or was it other centered <laughs> or 
What? <laughs> I don't understand the question. Well, like, it's a, it's a sabbatical. What you're supposed to do is concentrate on yourself and re-energize, right? Yes. So did that happen? Yeah, <clears throat> definitely that happened. Yeah, I, if, if you ever have the chance to not be in school and not working and just spend days on end just, like, going for walks and spending time in the Word, mm-hmm. like, 10 so out of 10 learn? would recommend. What'd you learn? Okay, well, this is where it gets dicey, <laughs> JJ. Bring the dice. <laughs> okay, this is ICYA raw, right? This is raw. This is raw, okay. And you so, control the edit, so. But I just, like, I feel like the biggest thing that I learned is, like, pretty personal, so I don't know if it's TMI. Not for me, it isn't. But okay. like I said, you control the edit, so say as okay. much as you want, then cut it's, it away. Well, it's raw, so people yeah. should be fine with it. Yeah. Um, but, like, so I, I ended up going to Illinois instead of L.A. because I've been in a relationship long mm-hmm. distance with somebody in Illinois for three years. Um, and we were at the point where he was trying to get visas and like COVID wasn't taking international students. Um, and so it was just a whole thing. So I was going there instead of LA because everything I wanted to do in LA was closed down anyway. Mm-hmm. And I uh, figured like, I will just grab a hotel, spend a lot of time with Jesus and like maybe we'll figure out this visa thing. Mm. Um, but I felt a lot of confusion about this relationship the whole time I was in it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just long distance. Um, but as I, like, was out there and just had time to, like, like pray about things, my two prayers were that God would speak and mm-hmm. that he put me on the right path. Mm-hmm. And in my chronological Bible, for a lot of that time, I ended up reading all through Proverbs, which, mm-hmm. if you've ever read, has a lot of metaphors about paths. Interesting. <laughs> um, and so I remember coming across this one verse that was, like, it says, these Proverbs, it's, it was twice in one day, but it's Proverbs 16.25, I think, and Proverbs 14.12, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. They both say the same thing. They say, before each person is a path that looks right but leads to death. Mm-hmm. And I just remember feeling like, oh, like this relationship is that path for me. Like it looks right, mm-hmm. but it leads to death. But I didn't know like why. It's Be- just not a life-giving relationship over the time that you were in it. What? It, like it was kind of I don't know like it, it just like it felt like it checked a lot of boxes mm-hmm. like it was like a Christian relationship that like I felt like our boundaries were good and like you know we were both like involved in church and in hip hop culture and so there was just a lot of boxes but something always felt off mm. and I was like but that's probably just me like I just need to be better at relationships And that was my moment when I was like, oh, this is God speaking. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been asking him to speak and to lead me on the right path. And he's speaking about my path right now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know why this leads to death. But, like, at that point I knew. Um, And it was just a matter of time before God gave me the why and the clarity. And now I have that. So, honestly, I just, like, the biggest thing I learned was how to hold, how to hear the Holy Spirit within relationships because mm. I mean I'm only 25 so mm-hmm. I feel like most people don't take a sabbatical when they're 25 <laughs> right like this is just part of right. life as a 25 year old and so for me that was a huge learning lesson and like the experiencing like the peace and clarity that comes from listening to God while like the world is falling apart mm-hmm. and like important parts of you are falling off is just so cool it's so transformative mm. so, so did that leave you but it meant you were left in a different place than where you started Yeah. by the end. So yeah. or uh, what was the timeline? Was that <laughs> just before you came back, you kind of got that clarity? Or was it like right just as you showed up? Or 
So probably <clears throat> mid, probably about a month in while I was there, I was I was really feeling like this is not the right path. Mm. Um, and I didn't, I still didn't break it off because I was like, but why? <laughs> you know how we always want that why? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I went home two weeks later just because COVID things and I wanted to make sure I could get home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while I was at home in isolation, I was like, it's time. Mm-hmm. So I broke it off. And since then, well, clarity just has just been call, rolling in. Text? <laughs> phone call. <laughs> <laughs> not even a Zoom. Not even a, well, not even a, a FaceTime. At least it wasn't a text message. <laughs> No, it wasn't a text. I've heard of those. It wasn't a text. But given, given the context, I was pretty respectful is all I want to say. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> and so then post that, so then the distance between then and when going back to work, that would have given you a... About whole, four weeks. About four weeks. So you had a yeah. month of a different headspace of just me yeah. space, which yeah. would have changed how you thought about things. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was really good. Like... Two weeks in isolation, honestly, was awesome. Hmm. Like, I just hung out in my house. And oh, yeah, you had no choice. You were back from America. So it was yeah. just you. Yeah, just me. And lots of people called me and stuff, so I had I had family calling and friends calling. Um, but, yeah, I spent a lot of time just, like, reading my Bible and doing pottery and listening to music and mm-hmm. reading some books. So where does that make you when you think, okay, where are we going with the future? Where does it go from here? Does a sabbatical give you a bright, shiny vision for where to take things? I would say, if we're keeping it raw, <laughs> that I don't have necessarily a bright, shiny vision for mm-hmm. the future. Um, but there's just like this feeling that, like, there's like a weight lifted off of me, and I feel like for certain, like, I'm on a good path now. So that mm. I, there's like, I feel like this is an awesome testimony that I'm going to be really excited to share with the girls in my small group and in Bible studies and stuff. Like, this is a very, the the whole of this story is quite relatable, I think, for them. So I feel like in some ways, God has planted a seed in my heart of, like, like other girls are going through this, Mm -hmm. and you're going to be able to help them discern whether this is my voice or not when they're in relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I'm pretty pumped for that. Um, But as far as, like, my own life, I'm like... I don't know, I just feel like I'm on a good path now. Like, I'm not headed in a weird direction relationally, and my job is great, mm-hmm. and my house situation is great. So, well, I don't know if that fully answers your question. Well, I mean, anything answers my question. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a generalized thing. But I, it for me, it rings true with, so often on the podcast and in general at ICYA, we keep saying the, the prime directive, if there's anything, is that it's about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And I, for me, in the last year, I've been getting more clarity on why exactly that is. Like, why mm-hmm. are relation? Why do we think relationships are central? And, and for me, it's because it seems like in every problem situation, you're looking for, you know, in, in any situation, you're looking for solutions to whatever problem. Yeah. When you're, say, you're at a political level, like we see what's going on through all the time of your sabbatical, you know, everything's happening at a political level. The the analysis of the problem on the political level is always very black and white, very like, yeah. this side thinks this, this side thinks the opposite of this, and both sides are yelling idiot, idiot at each other, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as we've seen, that doesn't tend to solve a whole lot of problems. Mm-hmm. But relationships give you, like, 
a connection and an up close diagnosis of whatever problem there is, right? Yeah. You you can like see a situation with so much more clarity, not perfect clarity, because only God has that, but you can see with so much more clarity because you're walking with someone and knowing, okay, well, yes. this is true in this context, but it changes what happens over in this context. And so I keep thinking, you know, I used to say, or I used to hear people say, and say it myself, that language matters, language is important, your words are important. And recently mm-hmm. I'm finding myself saying, words are important, but sentences are more important, and paragraphs are more important than that, and conversations mm-hmm. are more important than that, because conversations lead in the direction of relationships, right? Yeah. And relationships is where you can flesh out the truth of what is happening with me and what's happening with you. And yes. You can have a, and so, I kind of wonder, like, what you're describing, getting clarity for yourself, feeds right into the relationships that you're going to have with kids in the drop-in who are needing exactly that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When I I took this problem to so many people of just, like, feeling like, I don't know if this is the the relationship I'm supposed to be in, Mm. but I don't know how to tell. Mm -hmm. And even women who are older and wiser than me or even my age, like, nobody can give you that answer. Mm -hmm. Um, But often what I got was, like, oh, he's a really great guy. Mm. Um, But not... But on the on the front of people being able to help me discern whether that was the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. I felt like I was really lacking in even even older people who could help me discern that. And so now with my experience, I'm like, I feel like <laughs> maybe this is, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm like, I feel like I can help girls discern that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I distinctly know the difference and yeah. won't make the same, the same... I don't know if mistake is the right word. I wouldn't make the same choice. Twice. Well, there's just such a value. It looks, from from my perspective, it looks like there's such a value to processing things in community and in relationship, yeah. right? Because, yeah, like, what you're describing on a relational level, isn't that true with just, like, issue after issue that we face? Like, yeah. the, the old model of how you would relate to somebody is, well, I've got uh, the truth perfectly and 100% <laughs> and I'm here to tell you what the truth is yeah. and if you follow my truth recipe uh, your life will be good right and then we go we try that and it goes horribly yes and becomes like colonialism <laughs> or whatever you know like yes. it, again and again it becomes like something that for some reason doesn't jive with reality yeah but then we find out that you know what just like the relationship thing the thing the the best answer is connecting with the kid and going so tell me Talk to me about this. Yeah. And, and tell me more. Exactly. And, and you might not have a final answer, but your final answer seems to be, uh, here's how you discern from one who has a, a fuller answer than we can manage, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I guess that's what a sabbatical should do. Yeah, I guess so. So have you been back in the drop-in No. Yet? No, I have only been back. This is my fourth day back, and then tomorrow we're heading into holidays. So I've just been prepping Christmas things, and I've seen a couple kids who have just happened to be around. Yeah. Um, you usually work with, awesome. for, for people who don't know, you work with teens. Yes, I work with teens. Yeah. So, so 13 to 18. 13 to 18. Yeah. And so actually, give a bit of a, before sabbatical, what did COVID do to your ability to connect? Decimate it? Or? Oof. Oh, yeah, but I just, that was too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I wouldn't, I don't know that I would say it was just COVID, though. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this year before sabbatical has been very hard, but I also had a friend pass away oh, yeah. January 6th. So that really, like, that, I mean, I 
I'm 25. This friend was just shy of her 25th birthday. So that really wrecked me. And then just as I was finding normal March hit and COVID hit, and then I didn't go on sabbatical. And so at that point, I just was relationally like spent. Like I had no, I remember that no energy. Did they, did that, I remember her death. Mm-hmm. Did, any, did it ever come since then? Like maybe that was COVID? Yeah, they, they wanted to, they didn't have any remains. Like they cremated her oh. or they would have wanted to test her. Yeah. Um, and they reached out to her husband to test her husband. But I don't know that they ever, he agreed to it, but I don't think they ever reached out a second time to make it happen. Huh. But there was, um, the medical community was pretty convinced for a while that it might have been COVID. Yeah, because it's the obvious. Because I remember yeah. when you first said it, and it was so confusing because we were like, well, 25-year-olds don't die from the flu. Exactly. And then COVID hit a month and a half later, and then yeah, the backward analysis. And so many people were sick around here in January. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and my friend also had asthma. So, mm-hmm. and they, when they talked about it, they said the doctor said she died from the flu and something else. We don't know. And so when COVID came around, everyone was like, oh, it must have been COVID. And we don't, we don't know for sure. But it seems like maybe. We had a significant stream of employees here who <laughs> thought, oh, yeah, we, had, we all had it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I remember it, too. Like, I came back from that funeral and was so sick. Yeah. But I still had to go to work. And then that same night, my two coworkers yeah. got sick. So I was like, I kind of think I caught it and spread it. Like, I don't know. Sorry, guys. That might have been well, then, me. I, then I said to, to one particularly strong uh, person with a strong opinion on that one, I said, well, I didn't get it in those months. And he said, because of your arthritis, you were on hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't know. It might have been. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But then oh, that opens up a whole other controversial can of worms. So it would just put a big question Conspiracy mark. Conspiracy podcast yeah. one yeah. day. <laughs> Oh, well. Well, you're excited to go back, and you talk to some people, and yes. so 2021 looks like what to you? I I have big hopes for 2021. I feel refreshed. I feel like my, like, sabbatical is a good time to just reset your eyes on God. Mm-hmm. And so I feel way more attuned to God's voice than when I left. Mm-hmm. And it might have been because so much happened when I left, or... Because now I took out the trash, whatever, whatever it is. But yeah, I cleaned up my life. Um, moving on. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel good. Like I feel excited, and like my eyes are set on God, and like I'm very recalibrated spiritually. So mm. I have no idea what 2021 is going to bring. I don't have high hopes as far as restrictions lifting or being able to run normal drop-in. Mm. But I have high hopes as far as like happiness and being able to still like connect with those girls yeah 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 definitely yeah well that's awesome